Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I'd jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to row.co slash snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. We'd like to thank our listeners, and we're so glad to help you fall asleep easier. If you enjoy our show, please write us a review on Apple Podcasts app or iTunes. Even if that isn't how you listen to us, because it's the best way to help others find us. Also, share it with a friend. This episode is brought to you by Waking Up Early to Explore. Tonight, We'll be reading an excerpt from A Voyage in the Dark, In New England Fields and Woods, written by Roland Evans Robinson in 1896. Robinson was, in his time, one of Vermont's best-known writers. This collection of short essays follows New England's changing seasons and moods in all its natural beauty. This particular selection is part of the late summer, early autumn time. Let's get cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. Now, take a few deep breaths. A Voyage in the Dark A few days ago, a friend who is kind and patient enough to encumber himself with the care of a blind man and a boy took me and my twelve-year-old fishing. It was with a fresh realization of my deprivation 
that I passed along the watery way once as familiar as the dooryard path. But now, shrouded for me in a gloom more impenetrable than the blackness of the darkest night. I could only guess at the bends and reaches as the south wind blew on one cheek or the other, or on my back, only knowing where the channel draws near the shore upon which the Indians encamped in the old days by the flutter of leaves overbearing the rustle of rushes by the chuckle of ripples under the bow, I guessed when we were in mid-channel, by the entangled splash of an oar when we approached the reedy border where the water lilies rode at anchor and discharged their subtle freight of perfume as they tossed in our wake. I knew by his clatter, drawing nearer only with our progress, that a kingfisher was perched on a channel-side fishing stake, used in turn by him and bigger, but not more skillful fishers. I heard his headlong plunge, but whether successful or not, the ensuing clatter did not tell me, for he has but one voice for all expressions. Yet as his rattling cry was kept up till the rough edge of its harshness was worn away in receding flight. I fancied he was proclaiming an unusually successful achievement. For the sake of his reputation, he would never make such a fuss over a failure, unless he was telling, as we do, of the big fish he had just missed catching. At any rate, I wished him good luck, for who would begrudge a poor kingfisher such little fish as he must catch. They would need years of growth to make them worth our catching or bragging over the loss of, and by that time we may be done with fishing. Suddenly there was a roar of wings as a host of red wings upburst from springing and swaying wild rice stalks, all of which I saw through the blackness illuminated for an instant by memory. A dusky cloud uprising like the smoke of an explosion, the bent rice springing up beneath its lifted burden, the dull-witted or greedy laggards dribbling upward to join the majority. My companions exclaimed in one voice at the rare sight of a white bird in the flock, and by the same light of memory, I also saw it as I saw one in an autumn forty years ago, when, with my comrade of those days, I came down the crick, duck shooting, or trolling as today. Again and again we saw this phenomenal bird, like a white star twinkling through a murky cloud.